You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and to make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. Today, we are revisiting our friends over at Goodwill. We're not talking to Kent Kramer, the CEO. We're talking, in that interview, we talked about the many schools that they run. And today we have the pleasure to kind of drill down on that and talk to one of the principals. Christina Lear is the principal at Indianapolis Metropolitan High School. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, can you tell me, and, and I should also, I always like to start out with the web address. It is indianapolismet.org. And uh, so, Christina, can you tell us what is the Indianapolis Metropolitan High School and why is it different than your traditional high school? I would love to. Thanks so much for having us. Um, so Indy Met is a free public high school. We serve teenagers with significant barriers to education. Um, so when you think about some of the challenges that youth in our community face, like being a teen parent or being involved in juvenile justice or foster care or potentially experiencing homelessness, obviously that would add a lot of extra layers to the, you know, the experience of high school that already can be challenging. And so we are a best fit school and we have extra resources and supports to wrap around students with those barriers and to help make sure that they successfully graduate and then move on to um, college or a living wage career after high school. So what does that look like in practice? Because I think, you know, people have the concept of what maybe, uh, uh, you know, and there, there's 2000 teens experiencing homelessness in Indianapolis. We've talk to to some folks that serve that community. So this is a big problem for a city of our size. You know, what is the experience of a a teen that goes to your high school? What does that really look like? Because I think people have an idea in their mind. Let's give a picture to that if you could. Yeah. So most of our students are juniors or seniors, and they have typically been to two to three other high schools on average before they get to us. Um, So these are really mobile, you know, teenagers, really mobile families who have experienced a lot of transition. Um, And so we try to right away make sure that they feel like they are at home and that this is going to be a place where they won't fall through the cracks and people will really know them and get to know their strengths and also their needs and make sure that they have what they need to be successful. Um, So when they first enroll at our school, um, you know, at a typical high school, you get your schedule and you just go off to class and you kind of hit the ground running. Um, but there might not be as much time to get to know you and what you're all about and maybe what challenges you faced at previous schools. So at our school, we start with a welcome conference. So the very first thing that our families do is to sit down with their family empowerment coach, which is going to be kind of like the person that guides them through their education at IndyMet. And they really talk through, you know, in detail, why are you here? What went well at your last schools and what are you really good at? And, you know, what assets do you have in your corner? And also what didn't go well and how can we make sure that you have a different experience here and that you are successful here. So we really ask, you know, lots of questions that get up in their business and make sure that we know how we can support. We talk through different programs that Goodwill has that might be, uh, you know, available for the student, but also for the family members. So that could look like employment at one of our retail stores if there is a financial need in the family. Or that could look like, um, you know, a referral to nurse family partnership if the teenager is expecting a baby. Um, So we really try to use that opportunity to start 
wrapping supports around the family right from the beginning. So what is the background of the person that, that becomes a family empowerment coach, you know, not just in the supporting, but, you know, they're very well connected to the community. Give us an idea of who is a family empowerment coach and what's their background? Yeah, so we like to describe them as guidance counselor meets social worker. Um, so those are kind of the, the two worlds that they bring together. Um, and they come from really diverse backgrounds. I think the common thread they all have is they love people and they love to build relationships with students and families and really get to know them and kind of figure out what uh, what motivates them and what are their goals um, and how can they be a trusted adult along that, that teenager's journey. Um, so we've had coaches that have been teachers. We've had coaches that have worked in special education, uh, the social services world, uh, athletics, really that love for um, building relationships and finding community resources and connecting those two things together is the, the secret sauce we're looking for in a family empowerment coach. How many students, so you, so you not only help them with their personal lives, but also their education. I mean, is it, is your, your standard education that you might see at a, let's say a township school or a suburban school? Yeah. So we offer the core 40 diploma and it's really important to us that our courses are rigorous and that they are going to prepare students for what's next. So if, you know, if, if they graduate from our high school, they need to be able to go into college and we don't want them to be in remedial courses. We want them to be ready to go with credit bearing courses. If they go into the workforce, we want them to feel confident that they are, you know, ready to hit the ground running and to be an awesome employee. So we really hold a high bar in our, in our core 40 diploma and all of our students either complete an industry recognized certification or they complete college dual credits before they even leave high school. So we've had our good friend Rupert Bonham, who runs Rupert's Kids on, and and he, um, you know, he's a big advocate for vocational training. He he says, you know, our educational system is often geared towards college, and not everybody wants to or will go to college. You know, how do you? I'm sure that you have a, a healthy college prep, and and that plays a role. But do you also have vocational training for those who may not want to go to a secondary education? Absolutely. Yeah, we believe that we want people to be able to pursue their own dreams after high school. And sometimes that requires college and sometimes it doesn't. Um, As long as they can support themselves, you know, and be independent, then we definitely want to um, give them what they need for both college or careers. So a lot of our students do take that certification route because they have an interest, you know, in working in a more hands on field or working in, you know, something where they can get started in the workforce right away after high school. So we do um, a certified nurse aid certification. We do one in Microsoft Office, uh, QuickBooks for our budding entrepreneurs. Um, and then we also do um, a hospitality industry sort of safe certification um, and, you know, kind of others as the needs arise in the community. We try to look at where are the jobs at in central Indiana and where does that intersect with what teenagers are interested in studying and learning about. So you mentioned teen pregnancy, teen parenting classes. One of the biggest challenges for a single parent is childcare. How do you deal with that? Yeah, so we have a Young Learners Child Care Center built into our school building. So when our teen parents come to school, they bring their little ones with them. Uh, they drop them off in the child care center, and then the little ones are learning while their parents are in their high school classes. 
Um, and then at lunchtime, they pick them up and they eat lunch together and then uh, back to class. And uh, so it's kind of a, a really great two generation learning environment. Well, that's cute. Um, that that yeah. must make the, the environment around there a lot of fun. Um, so you serve about 300 students. Are you capped at 300? Do you have, uh, what is the need like for a school like the, and, and again, we're talking to Christina Lear, principal at Indianapolis Metropolitan High School. You know, are there, there are people that, that are trying to get in that can, or, or do you pretty much take anybody that fits your, your role? Yeah. So as a public school, we are first come first serve. So right now we are full, um, you know, but we always are wanting to, you know, have new students on our radar who might have a need for a school like ours. So when a spot opens up, we are ready to enroll them. So we definitely hope that, you know, if you are someone that could benefit from IndyMet listening to this, or if you know someone, reach out, go to our website, IndianapolisMet.org, and just apply. And then that will keep you on our interest list so that as we have openings available, we can accommodate you and, and help to serve you. You know, thinking about it's kind of a heartbreaking situation and excuse me for my ignorance here, but you know, the home plays such a fundamental role in education generally, you know, for, for teens experiencing homelessness, how, how do you handle that? Where do they, do you offer shelter like, or am I being a little too naive to think that it's just people sleeping on the streets or can you, can you give us some information on that? Like how, how do you deal with a young person who, who's experiencing homelessness? Yeah, so homelessness can look really different. Um, you know, it's sometimes folks sleeping on the street, but it, not always. So certainly a lot of families that are homeless are doubled up or couch surfing. So they have a place to sleep tonight, but it might not be stable, you know, and if there's some kind of, you know, dispute, like a normal roommate dispute, then they might be kicked out and not have a place to go. Um, so I think that's more commonly what we see. Um, we don't have our own housing. Sometimes we joke, like, wouldn't it be great if we had a dorm for this high school? Um, but we don't at this point. But what we do is we work very closely with partners in the community that run housing, and we make those referrals and really try to have a warm handoff. Because when you are already, you know, trying to find a place to sleep at night, it can be really challenging to navigate paperwork and, you know, applications and all of that. So that's where our family empowerment coaches can step in and kind of help build those bridges between families in need and community organizations. That's great. Um, you know, the, the other, the other challenge that I found in doing this show for, for those who are kind of going through some of the things that your, your students are going through is tra transportation, you know, how to get from, we don't have a robust bus system, for instance, or subway. How are you getting uh, your, your students to and from school? Yeah, that's a great question. So our students um, come to school in a variety of ways. Some take the bus, some drive themselves or get dropped off by a family member, some walk or bike. Um, the Indigo bus system is kind of what we, we rely on in terms of public transportation. So we definitely have tried to advocate to your point and say like, hey, we do need to have a more robust bus system because you know low-income families are relying on this as a lifeline for education and jobs and healthcare and food access and all of these things. Um, so we are we are a proud of participant and partner with Indigo and hope to continue to see that you know system grow and expand. Um, but we also try to get creative. So for example, um, a few years ago, a number of high schools closed on the Far East side and there were not a lot of school options. 
And so it takes about two hours each way to get to our school from the Far East side on the public bus system. So we have started driving out a shuttle bus there and we pick up students on the Far East side and drive them just to cut their commute time down. So they're able to attend the school without, you know, being on the bus all morning and evening. And you're located over near IEPY, correct? Yep, exactly. We're at White River in Michigan. Okay. Again, their website is IndianapolisMetMET.org. We're talking to Christina Lear, principal at the Indianapolis Metropolitan High School, which is a part of the Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana organization. I believe, and you may know this, I believe that he said there are 14 different schools of which you are one. I think we're up to 15 Excel centers now. Oh, wow. uh, plus us. We are always growing our, our network of schools because the need is big. Um, but IndyMet is currently the only school that serves traditionally aged students, AKA teenagers. Our other schools serve adult learners. Okay. Understood. Um, so how do people help? I mean, I imagine, you know, other than shopping at Goodwill stores, is there a way to directly help the uh, Indianapolis Metropolitan High School? Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a great way to help by supporting Goodwill. We also have a foundation for Goodwill that serves all of our mission programs. Um, and then I think the last way would just be to spread the word. A lot of, you know, families don't realize that we're an option in the city. And so they might be going through some of these challenges on their own. And we want them to know that we are here and, you know, want to help them through the journey of high school. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask what you're doing in terms of the pandemic. How are you keeping kids safe? And are you doing online learning? Is it all in person? What does your your school look like this year? Yeah, it has been uh, a year to remember for sure. Um, So we know just with having students that have such complicated situations and and being vulnerable in some of their situations, we really want to have the school building as a place that they can come to, you know, for food and for internet access and for just kind of peace and quiet. So it was really important for us to open the building up in some way as soon as we were able to do so safely. So we've opened in a hybrid model. So all of our students are able to come into the building two days per week. And then on the other three days, they are doing remote learning. And we've provided uh, one-to-one, you know, Chromebooks for each student so that they're able to access their education when they're not here at the building. Well, that is great. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. You know, one final pitch on how to support your students. Christina Lear. Yeah, please go to IndianapolisMetMET.org. Um, and you can learn more about our school, spread the word, and help uh, a student that might be a great future Puma apply to be part of our family. All right, Christina Lear, the principal at the Indianapolis Metropolitan High School. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please contact Gabby at 317-475-7407 or via the contact page on our website. Thank you for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. This is Chris Spangle, host of Liberty Explained, and we are Libertarians. And when you first become a libertarian, it's really confusing. There's all these new ideas that you've never heard presented by all these people that you don't know. And it can be so hard to grasp all that quickly. 
But we've got you covered. Go to libertyexplained.com. We're going to break down issues. You can search the tags and find out something quickly. Watch a video or listen to a podcast from some of the top experts in libertarianism. And we also have video playlists that we've collected and a list of the top podcasts. And we even have a podcast ourselves with Julia Geyer, Levy Rainey, and myself, where we answer your questions about libertarianism. So go check it out right now, libertyexplained.com.